Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to the 41st episode of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hargames franchise, the news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. On this special Valentine's Day episode, we will play the Hunger Games dating game featuring an appropriate yet romantic fan fiction. Okay. Um, it's appropriate. And play, and play yeah. a passionate song. Oh my god. A passionate song. <laughs> I couldn't say romantic so twice. A passionate okay. song. I couldn't say romantic twice. <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's really funny. As, as usual, we will open the show with some new stories with Pan and Post. So, go ahead, Kira. So say, take it away, Kira. No, Alright, I got no. this. Oh my god. New story <laughs> one. So, who now? Who now? first. So, according to NorthJersey.com. You're funny when you're sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm not. I'm not laughing, Matt. I'm laughing on the inside, not the outside. Okay, so our first news story. According to NorthJersey.com, filming for Catching Fire has resumed. Uh, quote, the film... Quote, the film crews in Ringwood last week were, in fact, they're shooting the Hunger Games sequel... Uh, and Katniss herself was in town. They filmed scenes for the beginning of the movie in Ramp- Rampapo State Forest. And Steve Gorlack, executive director of the North of the New Jersey. <laughs> oh, that's why it's NorthNewJersey.com because it's like that's where they are in Northern New Jersey. Right there. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, executive director of the New Jersey Motion Picture and Television Commission, who was on set during Friday's filming. Um, this is, I think, two weeks ago. Because um, I pulled this story when it actually happened. So uh, so the movie stars Jennifer Lawrence and Liam Hemsworth were there, according to Gorlick. Um, the, he said uh, the weather worked perfectly for them. The water froze and there was a little snow and they got some very good footage. So the question obviously is, what scenes do we think they were filming? <coughs> Let's see. <laughs> well, obviously, they said at the, be- <coughs> at the beginning of the film. So I assume at the beginning of the book. And obviously they're in District 12, so... I'm thinking it's when they're hunting and when Gale catches the turkey. Oh. And he comes out and, um... Yeah. Like I said, we can't make these it. assumptions because... Right, but I mean, there's only there's only so the many book. scenes in District 12 where there's a lake involved. So, yeah, you know, I think... Something in, or it could be... Them hunting. Wasn't it? Wasn't there a lake mm-hmm. when he met... Pat, the breads the, the, with the two girls. Oh, that's yeah. A good point. I think it may be. But that. I mean, it does say Jennifer Lawrence and Liam Hemsworth. So I mean, they might have filmed that as well oh, when they yeah. met the District Eight um rep, like escape people. What do you yeah, call them? Runaways. Runaways. Yeah. Um, and then there's probably some scenes of um Katniss and Gale hunting, similar yeah. to the last movie, kind of opening with that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's because we had said I think it was last episode. Could have been two episodes ago. I don't remember that. Um, uh, Catching Fire filming had ceased and it was done and everything, but now they're you know picking up again. So um, I wonder if they like if they ever like after they're done filming everything and they watch all the scenes that they've like collected and filmed and stuff like that. And they're like, all right, this is all good, but we should add another scene in just to make it more cohesive. To make it like 
I don't know if they mm-hmm. do that. Like, I'm not sure that's what they... They probably didn't do that, but... No, like, probably not. Because this is the first I heard of them being in North Jersey. Because this is kind of, you know, northeast where we are and everything's so exciting. Yeah, but, like, I always wonder, like, what if they do their whole film and everything, and then they're like, wait, there's, like, a chunk... Mi-, like, not a chunk missing, but something they could add that They glossed over it. something too much. And yeah. They want to, like, go back and, like, define it more. Exactly. Like, do they ever go back and film something again? I don't know if, like, yeah. movies really go back and film something new. I mean, I'm sure they have in the past, but, mm-hmm. um... I know there there's times where like they'll do a reshoot where it just wasn't the acting or something was off that they yeah. didn't, the director doesn't like so they'll go back and do a reshoot. Mm-hmm. I know um that happened for Harry Potter they reshot the epilogue because they they <laughs> did the aging process a little too much so everybody looked like grandparents oh. parents um so so that's good to know that they're uh you know back in front of the camera yeah. Um, and since we mentioned last episode of Jennifer Lawrence winning streak, I just wanted to include her win for best female lead at the, uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards for her performance in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, you know, not quite her names, but, um, we've been mentioning all her winnings, so I feel it'd be weird to leave that out. Yeah. I still want to see that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's like number one on my list of movies I need to see, but. Nice to catching fire? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't I mean, see that yet, but. I mean. <laughs> I mean, and I put Mockingjay on there and stuff, too. Part right. one and two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he just said Mockingjay. didn't specify. Okay. And, <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> fine. In this scene, in this scene. All right. So, speaking of awards, um, Mariah, you were watching the Grammys last night. Because I have no life. Yes. Right. <laughs> Matt and I were out partying, and Mariah was at home taking notes while watching the Grammys so she could report back to us. I'm sick. All right. <laughs> um, so, last night at the Grammys, Taylor Swift in the Civil Wars, Wars and T-Bone Burnett, which I'm pretty sure produced it. He's the it, producer, yeah. Um, won Best Song Written for Visual Media at last night's Grammy Awards for the song Safe and Sound, which I think we definitely discussed on our, um... Where we went over the soundtrack. Yeah, we actually did it two episodes before that, I believe. Yeah. Um, because this, I think this was the first song that came out on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, was, and was also good. another song from um, Arcade's Fire, Arcade Fires, Abraham's Daughter was also nominated, but oh, okay. didn't win, obviously. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, Hunger Games won, so. Yeah, but there were two nominations from the Hunger Games competing against each other. Well, it's great for one. music. I mean, it's, you know, Yay, not really a music thing. But representation. Yeah. Woo. So nothing can hide from Google, not even the sets of Catching Fire. The particular set that uh, was captured by Google Do you Maps. you want me to read this? No, this is great. <laughs> so the particular set that was captured by Google Maps was constructed in Georgia, and it's the Cornucopia, and it's in, like, this man-made lake. Um, the set was in Clayton County, Georgia's outdoor water park called The Beach. <laughs> it was in a water park? Yeah, it was, like, built in a water park. And, and, they, and they got pictures of it on Google Earth. Yeah, Google Earth, you know, Google Maps yeah. and all that. Um, it's pictures of it. So it's it's kind of weird, because, like, I've never heard that before. Like, yeah. sets being leaked out through yeah, Google Images. Yeah, I feel images. like that's, like, some kind of privacy law, like, yeah. leaking it. I mean, do you think that Lionsgate will ask Google well, to take them down? Google, no, Google will just blur it. Um, or maybe yeah. replace it with what, what was there before or something? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, does the Google even have the right to... Like protest that? Or Google, what are you doing? It's their product. I guess. Google but probably I mean, owns Lion Gate. Yeah, because Google doesn't <laughs> own the Earth. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you might take Google pictures Earth and of Google it. Google Maps is their product, so they have the right to change it. Yeah, but if that's private property, do they have the right to expose it? I don't know that? if it's even worth the money, like trying to get a. I mean, they can't really yeah. help it. It's I mean, all, all we see picture. is the cornucopia and 
the some of the platforms that all yeah. the tributes jump off of. But I mean, most of that has already been leaked. Did you yeah. see pictures? pictures. You don't have pictures. I mean, I have pictures if you want to see. I want to see them. Here always has pictures them on, at the re- oh. oh, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but there was no, like, island or anything before. See how there's, like, an island around the cornucopia? Yeah. Wasn't it just on, like, a platform? So, you... Oh, I guess couldn't... Oh, we have... Oh, right, so this is the cornucopia? This big silver thing? Yeah. That's so, the cornucopia is that's kind of in the middle of the It looks like a virus. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's like... A, <laughs> but it's like a lot... Um, an island, see? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously these? it's not that small. Those are... Um, there's two platform kind of things, and those are where the tributes jump off. Yeah, obviously they didn't make 24 of them; they just use the same ones. And see those two lines right there, though. Yeah. Like, why? Are I those... think that's just production. Like, that's part of. That's oh, that's probably where they put the camera. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That way like, they you... could have a line to like. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was gonna say you can't like, because those weren't there in the book. Because then the right. people would just jump and climb to the island. Okay, right. I got it. I got it now. Yeah. Ah, that's pretty cool though. I like that. Thanks, so, Google, for cheating. Yeah. All right, so our next segment, uh, Fanfic Followers. This is a segment where we recommend and read a snippet of a Hunger Games fanfiction. Nightlock Rex actually recommended this fanfiction. So if you're interested in reading Hunger Games fanfiction, they do a great job in recommending any type that you're looking for. So you can check them out on Twitter at Nightlock Rex. Nice. Um, and they're actually not, we're not like any... Um, we're not affiliated. Yeah, I mean, we're I mean loosely affiliated, but not officially or anything. Um, but just because they're Nightlock doesn't mean like we're... Like, we own them or anything that's, you know... Or they own um, us. Or they own us, right? Yeah, so that's just a coincidence of the name. Um, so the fanfiction we're featuring is our very first date by Half, Half Hope. And um, the author has actually been nominated and even won in the Hunger Games Fanfiction Awards, or Hunger Games Fic Awards. Um, just as the title explains, it is Katniss and Peeta's first date and takes place after Mockingjay, but before, um, what do you call that, the epilogue. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, so we'll be reading an excerpt. Uh, right before it, just so you know what happens, um, Katniss lets Pete down, saying she isn't ready for a romance. But um, something happens. So who wants to take this? Wait, wait, what? Okay, I'm, I'm taking but a I'm piece so- of the fan fiction, right? Okay, but... Okay. What? What's your question? No, it's just because the way the book ends is not like that. Like, she, do- she doesn't tell him he doesn't want to vote. She doesn't well, th- they... I'm just confused, like, where, okay. where is she starting Basically, off of? Well, I'm taking a section of it. Like, there was a lot before it. So what happened before it... Let me just let that ring. Morning. I know, it's my dad. Mm-hmm. So what happened right before this is that Katniss and Peta went on a date, and it was kind of like a, um, like a carnival kind of thing. So they went on, like, a Ferris wheel and stuff book? like that. No, this is a fan fiction. Okay, this is a fan... This is what happens that you're giving us a summary of the fan fiction. Right, because I'm giving you a summary up to this point so you understand what's going on. <laughs> okay. The Hunger Games, carnivals don't happen. Yeah, carnivals don't happen. Nothing's happy in real life. In the Hunger Games. Not really in real life. Okay. So before this, like, they go on a date, and then Peta's kind of... Like, Katniss is like, so, you know, what What do you want from this? Like, do you want a romance because I'm not ready? And he yeah. gets all upset. And he's, and she's like, he's never going to come back or whatever. So... Yeah. That's that's all you need to know for this little bit here. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. So here goes the fan fiction. Fanfic. Peta did come back. We fall into our normal routine again without any more dates. While nothing seems to change underneath me, everything does. I notice myself singing out of happiness. The painful episodes of remembering the past diminish, although they could never go away. And part of it, a big part of it, is Peta. Every after everyone I lost, I can't lose him. Something happens that night when spring has come and we open the windows for the first time in months. Things seem the same. 
I have one of my standard nightmares with the mutts chasing me and tearing my body apart. Peter wakes me up and holds me in his arms. But after I've calmed down, I don't want to lie down and fall asleep again. I hug Peter (laughs) tighter to me, my crying done and body buzzing with how strong and warm he is. He kisses my hair at first. I tilt my head up. He kisses my forehead, down my temple, and along my cheekbones under, until his kisses, okay, until, <laughs> until his kisses the cor- he <laughs> kisses the corner of spell check, okay, until he kisses the corner of my mouth and her lips hover his lips hover over mine. Then he presses our mouths together. I rep- reply eagerly, his touch filling the empty places inside of me, and I feel more complete than I have since my father died all those years ago. When his fing- with his fingers in my hair, he pulls back and says, Does this mean we're a go for a second date then? I smile and kiss him again, savoring my surety of being with him. The end. Alright, so I thought that was that was a well-written um, yeah, that was, piece there. Yeah, that was pretty good. So. Alright, so, back to me. Um, <laughs> okay. So through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen, um, I will be analyzing chapter 15. I thought it was 14. I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect for Valentine's Day. Then I started reading it. I was like, we did that last episode. Oops. Way to pay attention. Yeah. My bad. (laughs) All right. So we left off with Katniss and Peeta watching Hamish's um, games video, his Hungry Rooms video. Right. And so Katniss is feeling more confident in being able to protect and save Peeta because, you know, she sees Hamish in this new light and she realizes that, like, she has a lot of people behind her Mm -hmm. that will support, um her in protecting PETA. So, now, chapter 15 starts out with, um, the prep team fixing Katniss up, um, but they keep, uh, they're fixing her up for the, um, chariot ride. And so, the parade. And so they keep bursting into tears, and she realizes that the team has become attached to her, um, and she keeps having to console them. They should be consoling her. She's the one that's probably going to die, so yeah. it's just this Like, they're all set- upset because they know she's gonna die. Right, yeah. And so, t- to the capital, to the prep team, it also means that they will not be famous anymore. They're not going to be invited to these, like, parties, and they're not going to be seen, like, oh, you're Katniss's, like, mm-hmm. prep team, you know. They won't have that, um, what do you call that, that status, that so- social status anymore. Infamy, yeah. So, yeah, it shows, again, how superficial they are and everything. Um, and, and then it kind of, like, Susan Collins kind of, like, changes it around, and she's kind of, like, bashing capital people, and then she kind of has a little, like, sympathy for them, because, um, she's saying that even the cap, or Katniss is saying, even the capital didn't like their favorite victors going back. Quote, I still think all that, quote, I still think all of that will be forgotten once the gong sounds, but it's something of a revelation, revelation, that those in the capital feel anything at all about us. They certainly don't have problem watching children murder every year, but maybe they know too much about their victors, especially the ones who've been celebrities for ages, to forget we're human beings. It's more like watching your own friends die. So, mm, yeah. I mean, for the capital people, they've been watching all of, you know, their favorite victors, you know, year after year, and now most of them are going to be slaughtered, so. Yeah, that's like watching, I don't know, like, this is terrible to say, but that's like watching, like, Katie Couric die or something like that, because mm-hmm. it's like, they've commented on the Hunger Games, you know, they've always been a present and presence with um the hunger games and like when a victor from that district wins they are like brought back into the spotlight again you know over mm-hmm. and over so they're never like exactly that's a great or even like when famous people die like like when john lennon died just like everybody really you know yeah, you, you yeah. feel sad you really you are you feel like you've lost a friend and yeah. everything and obviously mm-hmm. we're too young to have known that but yeah. you know just a good example or yeah. whatever 
Um, so then Cinna comes in, and he's kind of like a breath of fresh air, because he's not all, like, mopey and crying, and he's much stronger than the prep team. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's braiding her hair, just like her mother did that original time when, um, like, the original, um, reaping. Yeah. Um, and he puts her makeup on, you know, again, for the chariot ride, and, um... So I, I always find uh, the outfits all interesting, uh, her costumes and everything. So um, this time it's a black heavy metal crown, similar to the one um, she won for being Victor at the 74th Games. Um, and her outfit glows like embers. Um, so it's instead of like a bright, angry fire, it's more of a calm kind of glowing um, kind of fire with the embers. Mm-hmm. Um So it says, quote, Katniss, the girl on fire, has left behind her flickering flames and bejeweled gowns and soft candlelight uh, frocks. She is she is as deadly as fire itself. Um, so they're still sticking with the fire theme and everything. Yeah. Um, Embers are the hottest part of a fire. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think they're the most Whoa. beautiful part, too. Whoa. Scandalous. Okay, sorry. Is mm. it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought the blue of the fire was the hottest part of the fire. Yeah, and the blue parts in the embers. It's like in the bottom. You don't see blue flames at the top. That's true. That's true. So, uh, oh, Cinna says, um, talking to Katniss, obviously, when you're on the chariot this time, no waving, no smiling. I just want you to look straight ahead as if the entire audience is beneath your notice. And Katniss says, finally something I'll be good at. Yeah. So, it's kind of like she kind of finally gets to be herself. Yeah. She doesn't have to put on a show for anybody. Everybody already likes her she's already famous um so it's kind of just going through the process um she doesn't really have to try it anything i'm so excited this chapter is exciting this is uh, yeah i forgot to say this is i think my favorite chapter in the entire you said series this, you said that i said that pre-recording i didn't say it on air so. yeah oh, wow. pay attention matt um <laughs> okay. so when uh, katniss is all done she goes to the remake center where victors are all socializing unlike other years usually everybody's kind of by themselves but this year everybody knows each other already so except for them though Right, yeah, but everybody is, else does. Which is still, like, that's like, interesting, because I still don't know anyone. Do you think yeah. they've had, like, Victor parties? Like, where the Victors go, and they, like, socialize I mean, yeah, with each other? I mean, we've like, seen Like, if you parties. think about it, like, um, what's it show? <clears throat> the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, like, before they go on the Bachelor pad, they already know each other because they have all these get-togethers and parties and everything, so they already know each other. Okay. Do you think the Victors do that? I'm sure they probably, I feel like it's almost like they, if this was, like, an arena, they would get, like, box seats to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing they would all share and, like... But, yeah, any kind of parties, like, all the victors know each other. They're yeah. all good friends. Because it, it's, like, comparing to celebrities, like, in our world, like, all a lot of celebrities know each other because they can relate to each other because they're going through the same kind of thing where it's, like, to be friends with someone that's a normal person is a little different because you can't really relate to them on the same level. Yeah. Um, so here's, you know, one of my favorite parts of the book. Introduction to Finnick. Woo! So, uh, we'll do a little describing of how Susan Collins Woo! describes, uh, this hunky guy. <laughs> oh okay, God. you can get your army hammer if all of my, yeah, as much as you so want. so groovy. <laughs> <laughs> so he has, quote, famous sea green eyes. And so he, um, he's talking to Katniss now, obviously. And so he acts like they're old friends. And his famous line to her... Um, is one a sugar cube? He says, offering his hand, which is piled high. They're supposed to be for the horses, but who cares? We've got years to eat sugar, whereas you and I, well, if we see something sweet, we better grab it quick. All right, so. Jerry, you ruined that line because you sounded like a cheesy like. We better grab it quick. Better grab it out. Better grab it quick. Don't listen to Kira. Read it by yourself and whatever. 
Yeah, I, I try. Um, so, in this whole passage, um, Katniss kind of describes to the reader, like, uh, Finnick's background and everything. And, um, so we learned Finnick won the 65th Games when he was 14 years old, still one of the youngest victors today, even though he won it back the 65th Games. Um, so he was a career from District 4, which helped a little bit. Um, he saw his tall, athletic golden skin, bronze-colored hair, and he was showered with gifts in the arena, a trident, which is, um, Katniss is kind of guessing is the most expensive gift. So, um, he wove a net to trap opponents and then speared them. Um, that's how he won. And he won in days, apparently. So, um, once he turned 16, capital people were all over him, and Katniss admits that she's never really been attracted to him. Pity. Yeah. She likes the baker. That's someone who could feed her. I mean, he can spear fish. Fish, that is true. That's me. That's a little more filling. She likes whole grains. (laughs) (laughs) So, Finnick is wearing this, uh, quote, golden neck, strategically knotted at his groin, and we actually talked about, uh, couple episodes ago or last episode something that um sam claflin was talking about how um his his outfit for the chariot ride is not as um scandalous if we may say than uh in the book unfortunately so yes we um, may say that yeah but it's like if it's all knotted at the groin like what's the big deal like as long as it covers there <laughs> yeah, just not at like the groin. eight year olds gonna see this movie no i know but as long as it covers that part like just knotted right? at the groin. And 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 the back, you know? Like knotted up. I don't know. I just Stop feel like that's a big deal. Talking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that's our introduction to Finnick, and we get to um we're introduced to a lot of new characters. Um because these are her new competitors. Copy. Yeah. All the new com- or I mean allies, we could phrase it that way too. Um Zing. so weird. <laughs> Where am I? Zing. <laughs> Where's this quote? Can we do a hammy? No, Can we do a hammy? No. <laughs> okay, so it says, quote, He wets his lips just ever so slightly with his tongue. Probably this drives most people crazy, but for some reason, all I can think of is old Cray salivating over some poor, starving young woman. <laughs> so it just kind of, it shows that Katniss is really not attracted to him, which is really funny, and it just shows how Katniss is so different from everybody else. Yeah. Um, and she's not into all that, um, sexy stuff. Um. But he does sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's almost too predictable for her to be, like, she either, Rejecting him. Yeah, you know, like, it's either she's, like, in love with him and, and, or she hates him. Like, I wish she was, like, she notices that, well, I guess she does I mean, she does warm up to him. I think she just, for everything she knows about him right now, he's just, like, another celebrity, like, full of himself and everything, and then she gets to know the real Finnick. Yeah. Um. So, Finnick says he hasn't dealt with money in years and pays in secrets. Um, so, he asks Katniss about her secrets, and she replies she's an open book and she doesn't have any secrets. Mm. Um, and then she says, everybody seems to know my secrets before I know them myself. And he uh, he agrees, he says. Unfortunately, I think that's true. So, then PETA kind of interrupts them, and Finnick leaves. Okay, so PETA asks Katniss if they would have ended up um, like this, meaning, like, Finnick and everybody else, if w- only one of them won instead of both of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like, do you think Finnick is the way, he, like, why do you think Finnick is so flirty? Yeah. I mean, I think question. he's, like, well, we learned in the third book that, you know, of the acts he would do with capital people mm-hmm. in order to kind of, you know, oh. he had to because of, to protect Annie and everything. Right. So, I think... 
you know, people see him as, like, you know, a sex god or whatever, when really he was just doing what he had to to protect his family kind of yeah. thing. Um, but oh, do you guys yeah. think that Pete so Katniss the- would have ended up like that? Like, one of the victors? Like, very <clears throat> celebrity, very... Um... I feel like she would have, if she had won and PETA had ended up, like, dying or something like that, she would have been very numb, and I feel like she wouldn't have been aware of what she was doing, so, like... Just kind of go with the flow, whatever happens, Yeah, go with the flow, and then she, like, wouldn't care if she's, like, ends up doing prostitution. Well, I mean, you know, like, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't care about that, and she wouldn't become herself or anything like that. So she might be a celebrity, but that's because she would be numb, and she wouldn't be herself. Yeah. I agree with that. What about PETA? Um, oh, jeez, PETA. Oh, PETA. He would be, like, so depressed, and yeah. I feel like he would... I don't think like, he, either of them could be, like, happy again. I mean, they yes. would have moments, but overall, I don't think they could be happy. Yeah. Um, well, Katniss and PETA are talking about it, so, um... But Kat- I feel like PETA would be more of a celebrity. Like, he would do it more yeah. willingly, but he would he would probably... He would, like, he would kind of put on a face he would like where re- Katniss wouldn't. Yeah, and he would, like, remarry or something mm-hmm. like that, but really on the inside he wouldn't be happy. Yeah. So Katniss says, um, they're just... She's kind of saying that, oh, you know, you would especially be part of the freak show, they're saying. And so she says, because you have a weakness for beautiful things and I don't. Um, and they're kind of joking around. She says, they would lure you in their capital with way... With, into their capital ways, and you'd be lost entirely. And PETA points out, um, having a beautiful, having an eye for beauty isn't the same thing as as a weakness, except possibly when it comes to you. So it all comes back to PETA, <laughs> charming Katniss. PETA so loves yeah. Katniss! PETA loves Katniss! What's <laughs> so, their name together? What is it? Isn't it something Well, uh, something inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. If you put Peta's name first and then Katniss's name after, it's an inappropriate name. But oh, we won't say it on here it. because I got, got you it. young listeners on there to watch out for. So Grandma Kira. Yep. Um. <laughs> I mean, you could have just said mother. You didn't have to say grandmother. <laughs> so now Katniss reminisces about um how everything was last year, how the chariot ride was, and how she was going that she was planning on killing Cat or Peta. Not herself. <laughs> Katniss was planning on killing Peta. Now it's the reverse. Like, Peta's not saving or protecting Katniss. Now she's saving and protecting Peta. Yeah. So everything's kind of flipped around, which is interesting. Because she made that pact. Like, I'm going to make sure he survives. Right, yeah. So we'll see if she succeeds in that. Um, and so I thought this was, like, a really nice quote. Um, while while Peta and Katniss are going, you know, down the chariot um, ride and everything, she says, quote, We are not just beautiful. We are dark and powerful. Ooh. So I think this is kind of, it shows, like, you know, obviously the, the spark of the rebellion, as we always say, and, like, how I think Katniss is starting to really realize her impact on other people mm. and how she can really kind of rally people up and she can be- become the face of the rebellion. She, like, owns it, yeah. Yeah. And she's starting to actually kind of accept that, slowly but surely. And then in Mockingjay, she kind of, like, stops accepting it and then, you know. Yeah. She has to re-accept it and everything. Re-accept yeah. it. Oh, my God. The acceptances of Katniss. Yes. Um, and I think that this chapter really, I think Katniss, as I said before, like, she's really herself. She says, quote, I love, I love it, getting to be myself at last. So it's kind of like this bittersweet, like, yes, she finally gets to be herself, but, you know, the end is near. But is that really who Katniss is? I felt like Katniss was never, like, at least before she was never really 
like out and boldly rebelling. She was kind of always under the radar. She wasn't. But that's like, kind of how she is now because even though their outfits are, you know, the talk of the show yet again because Senna's yeah. work is just amazing. She she's not acting. Yeah. As she has way before, like she's just with Peta and like you know they're even, just yeah. holding hands and this is that's just like. Like, they were just being friends at that moment. She didn't have to act. She didn't have to, like, put on a show. She could just stand there and just, I'm Katniss kind of thing. (laughs) I'm Katniss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so all the other tributes kind of copied Katniss and Peeta's fire theme. So they all have some sort of fire. And it it even goes to the the extent of, uh, what what is it, District, District 10 are dressed as cows with flaming belts. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. It just shows you how everybody's trying to become Katniss and Peter. Yeah. They're, they're the new Barb and Ken. Everybody wants to be them and everything. Barb and Ken? Yeah, Barbie, Barbie and Ken. Ken. Yeah, Barb and Ken. Whatever. She yeah. has personal friends with Barbie. That's why <laughs> yeah. she call her Barb. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and we're also introduced to um, District 6 Morphlin. How do you say that? Morphling addicts? Yeah, Morphling. Um, so, and obviously that's just you know, barely mention that they're just very gaunt faces and everything, and yeah. obviously they're in no shape to um, be fighting. I like that, again, that they can, that's, like, another side of being famous, obviously. Yeah, that, like, like, the, the drugs yeah. and the, you know, the eating disorders yeah. and that, those type mm-hmm. of things that I think... Scandal. Yeah, I mean, it, and Susan Collins does a great job showing how being a celebrity is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Um, And obviously that, she does that all... So through all the books. Yeah. What'd you say, Matt? Nothing. It's just ironic. Oh, okay. How she's, like, giving the methods, like, how it's not so great to be a celebrity, and yet she is a celebrity. No, right. but I was just books. thinking that. That's actually, like, she really isn't in the public eye. She's, yeah. even with the movie stuff, she hasn't been, you know, yeah. you barely see her. No, I think Susan Collins doesn't like being in the public eye. If you Google search her for, like, interviews, not a lot comes up. Like, she... She doesn't go to a lot of, like, big functions and, she and has that kids. kind of stuff. She has a family. Yeah, I know. So, like, and she, she doesn't... She doesn't have time for it. Well, if she, There's a lot of celebrities that have kids. You know, they just don't put the effort into raising, raising them. They let, you know, the nannies raise them and stuff. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. So we're introduced to um, Chaff. Mm-hmm. And um, he's Hamish's drinking friend. He's from um, District 11. And so, therefore, he's dark skin. He's six feet tall. So he has a stump, but he rejected um, having, like, a prosthetic just because he, I guess, didn't want to. And he like, didn't, didn't, didn't want to. out. Yeah. He's like, hey, look what I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think it, it's yeah. more because he didn't want the capital helping him. He exactly, didn't want to yeah. do that. Where Peter didn't really have a choice. I think he woke up with it. It was yeah. life or death for Peter. And right. at the same time, like, with him, he probably, it would be, there's something to it where, like, if you have, um, like, a prosthetic, it's more, like, pleasing to the eye. And, like, especially in the capital. Yeah, that's Where everything's, point. like, generic, so it's almost like a way to rebel by being, like, no, like, no I don't no. want your help. And, yeah. no, all the rest of you have to look at this because I'm making you look at it. Yep. And Bam. so... Yeah. Also from District 11, <laughs> we are introduced to Cedar. Um, and she has olive skin and black hair with uh, kind of silver in there because she's a little older. Uh, golden brown eyes, um, in her 60s and strong. Uh, and so she hugs Katniss and then, um, Chaff kisses Katniss on the lips and Katniss is like, goes kind of crazy. She's like, what are you doing? And she's all surprised and kind of shoves him off. And so, um, that's, it's, it's interesting to see Katniss like all, you know, first we have Finnick go up in his, you know, barely clothed. Yeah. Um, and then she's got Chaff kissing on the lips. And then when we're introduced to, uh, Johanna Mason from District 7, 
she, um, she kicks her clothes off, and she's just standing there nude in the elevator. So Katniss is going through a lot of, uh, of things, and so, uh, uh, Johanna Mason, um, we know, um, she pretended to, uh, be weak, and then, you know, she, her real side came out. Yeah. And so she's kind of described as having spiky hair and brown eyes, and, she, you know, as soon as she comes onto the elevator, she starts talking to Katniss about, um, her clothes, and, um, she says, oh, you know, like, on your tour, that strapless number you wore in District 2, like, the deep blue one with a diamond, so mm-hmm. gorgeous, I wanted to reach through the screen and tear it right off your back. Mm-hmm. And so Katniss thinks, I bet you did, with a few inches of my flesh. Nice. So, uh, Katniss, zing, Katniss zing. <laughs> little on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, Peta, after everybody gets off the elevator um, and they're alone, um, Peta is telling Katniss that um, she's kind of seen as pure, and, um, and she kind of re- rejects that idea, and she's like, no, I've been practically ripping your clothes off every time there's been a camera for the last year. And so, he's like, yeah, but for the Capitol, you're pure. Um. Wait, who said that? PETA. PETA's <laughs> saying the cat is pure, because we have all these, like, kind of, you know, like, things happening in Katniss, like I just said. The, yeah. the Finnick, the Chaff, and now the Johanna thing, um, so... He's saying that for the capital, she's pure. Yeah. And he's like, for me, you're perfect. They're just teasing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Katniss, Katniss uh, her inner monologue says, I'm seriously rethinking the question of who should get out of these games alive when the elevator opens. Yeah. So, got her sarcastic. So there. already she's kind of formed this, like, dislike for Johanna Mason. Right. Yeah. Johanna. So it all starts there. Yeah, yeah. Johanna. Johanna. Whatever. I'm going Johanna. Um, so the cliffhanger, this chapter, is that the new Avox is Darius. Um, which, you know, takes Katniss by surprise. Um, now, if all this hadn't happened and she never went into the games, she was never a tribute, do you think Katniss, like, would have ever liked him romantically or they would have been, like, a couple or anything? Who ended I don't up... think we know him that well as a character. Yeah. Um, according to the Harim's wiki, it says, Gail recalled during one New Year's Eve that Darius flirted with Katniss, telling her that she ought to buy one of his kisses. Um, when did that happen? I don't know. And it was at this point that Gail realized he had developed feelings for his hunting partner because it bothered him that Darius was indeed flirting with her. Um, they must say that in another book. Or soon. Yeah, I don't remember exactly when that was, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think if, if she hadn't gone into the game, she would have ended up with Gail. But if that didn't work out, I feel like she would have ended up with Darius. Yeah. Because, I don't know, that they were flirting with each other or whatever. I mean, maybe they're drunk, I don't know, but... <laughs> I don't know what the legal drinking age in Pan Am is, but, um... Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. And How did he become an AVOX again? So, yeah, so Darius was trying to intervene when Gale was being whipped, but was knocked unconscious, and then made into an AVOX. Right. To serve the District 12 tribute, just slapping his face a little further. Right. Um, so... So she sees him there, and that probably brings up, like, a ton of emotions, because she's so emotional. Yeah, but she doesn't completely express it. Oh, she's so... Yes. Like, stroking that screen there. And that Hi. is chapter 15. Yay, that was definitely Ooh. more exciting than the past yes. two chapters. We're finally getting Something's into the game. Something's there. I, I, I like arrived. that we're finally with Finnick. It's been a long journey without him. Finnick and we finally, you know, <laughs> episode 41, we finally get to get introduced to Finnick. Yay. So. Very good. Thanks, Kira. So now for our segment, The Hunger Games Dating Game, and we uh, we debuted this segment last year on Valentine's Day, or our Valentine's Day episode, so. So this is where the characters from the book take part in a dating game show. 
So here's how it's going to work. A male character is going to be asking two anonymous female characters some questions, and afterwards he'll choose which of them he would like to date. So Matt will obviously play the male character, and Mariah, Mariah and I will each play an anonymous female character. So after May, males, <laughs> after Matt's character chooses a date, we will reveal which characters we were. So Mariah and I will choose our characters to make sure we're not the same person. Who we want to be. Right. I already okay. have one picked out in my head, of course. Oh, yeah. I have to figure one out. And then, Matt, you have to figure out who know. you want to be. Okay. Which it's boy? not the same as last year, right? No. Okay, good. Who were you last year? Rory Hawthorne. Which is kind of weird because we he's, like, young. young. I think it was like, Prim, maybe. Yeah. I, I was, um... Madge. I was mad. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I was like, <laughs> I like strawberries. <laughs> like, where was the episode where you're like, I like to be alone? Yeah, that was it. That alone? Was it. <laughs> I was like... He was I like, like you know, by myself. He's by like, myself? <laughs> he's like, you know, what What do you do for fun? I'm like, I like to be by myself. <laughs> so we don't know by that much myself? about Madge. Because so. right. she is. She's kind of a loner, Madge, you know? All right. So... Matt's character, you can start asking us questions. I'll be contestant number one, and Mariah will be contestant number two. Who did I pick last year? Did I pick you Mariah? Picked you picked Mariah. Me. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm awesome. Because you were, you were prim last year. <laughs> I was mad, so obviously you didn't pick me. All right, Matt, so why don't you um, start away with your questions? All right. Well, this is a question I'm going to start using every year. What weapon would you use to steal my heart? Contestant number one. Man, this is going to be so obvious, because I'm pretty famous for this. But, I mean, I'm really good at wrestling, so I could definitely wrestle you to the ground, and then, you know, give you, like, a really nice kiss, and it'd be really <laughs> romantic. It'd be really nice. Um, but I don't want to reveal my other one, because it would really give away my identity. Oh, I already know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you don't, because she doesn't like talking this at all. But I'm just kind of putting on a voice. You like so, Yeah, you don't. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't talk about Okay, so contestant number two can talk now. Okay, ask me again. <laughs> Just say it again, because I want to answer. What weapon would you use to steal my heart? I would use my stunning good looks, and I have a lot of them. So <laughs> It's not one, it's, it's a like lot of multiple. good looks, um, yeah, and they're definitely. all over me. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I would definitely, it, my looks would disarm you. <laughs> Weaponry! Woo! So can I guess now? No, no you have to keep uh, asking a few questions. Yeah, okay. Right. What is your favorite hobby? Contestant mm. number one. Okay, my favorite hobby is. Oh, that's a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I really. <laughs> I like cutting things down. I know who you are. <laughs> You can't say yet. You can't. You can't say that's unfair to me. That's unfair to me. I just yeah. I like putting things down, but I'm super fierce. <laughs> Contestant number two. What is your favorite hobby? Um, I really like to be entertained. So if you could entertain me in some way, that would that would be really awesome. Anyway, I mean. Whoever is my boyfriend or my husband needs to entertain me and keep me busy and keep me amused. Sorry, this sounds so much like Big Brother. I'm not kidding. Not Big Brother. It's Bachelor. <laughs> Don't compare me to a TV right. show. I'm unique. Next question. Right, next question. I'm unique. Right. If and what if you're in the in the arena? <laughs> if and what? If and, I'm sorry. You're going in the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you were in the Hunger Games, who would be the first tribute you would kill? 
Oh. I mean, who am I going up against? <laughs> <laughs> just in general, anybody. Because who would be the first From person? From all the people. I mean, know. I really, I like to think, like, pretend I'm weak so that other people just don't consider me as being really strong and being a really good competitor. So, I mean, I really would just, you know, say low until it came down to it and then I'd start killing. But once we got to that... <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me who my the tributes are. <laughs> so can you inform me? <laughs> You're not giving your proper information. Right, don't leave number. me hanging. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so leave me hanging. I got enough information from right. that. Okay, so. you got enough. Am I appealing to you right now? <laughs> You're so appealing. <laughs> I would date you. <laughs> Contestant number two, same question. If you yeah. remember what it was. Uh, can you remember? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I can't take this girl. <laughs> What are you going to do? Kill me? You don't know me. <laughs> I'm pretty strong. <laughs> Wrestle me to death? That's not I can happen. use my weapon that I'm not going to reveal. Okay, ask, ask me the question. <laughs> ask me the question and I'll answer. If you were in the arena, who would be the first person you would kill? You still didn't tell us the tributes. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright. I can answer this question without tributes. So... <laughs> I, if I were in the arena and I had to You would die. No, I would. I would. You would die. Let her answer the question. Thank you. (laughs) If I had to choose someone to kill, it would be foremost the lady sitting next to me. But that probably wouldn't happen. Oh my god, you're gonna kill me. No, I'm not. Okay. So, I'm just kidding. Um, I wouldn't kill anyone. I'm a very peaceful girl. So you would just be killed yourself. (laughs) No. I think I, you would. I would I, run. You know what? I want to change my <laughs> I would kill her. I wouldn't kill anyone. Oh my god, this is her. I would hide. I would hide until other people killed each other and I was the victor. Yeah, I would kill you, so. I have great survival skills. I've dealt with a lot of crises. Oh god. Oh god. I'm gonna win. Good luck with that. Next question. (laughs) Last question, please. What is your best skill? I think my best skill is being able to, like, my ability to murder people because I am a victor, and obviously I have that skill over this one over here. Um, I'm much better. I'm much better than her, and I'm. I get very angry, and I think that's actually one of my best skills. Um, my best skill, clearly, is, um, public speaking. I'm <laughs> really good at speaking. Oh and my god, she's full of herself. I, what? <laughs> You're completely full of yourself. I'm talented, and I really like to talk to people. I like to share my ideas. How you like that? Can I guess now? <laughs> okay, so please choose your date. One or two, who would you want to go with? I already know who you are, so. Yeah, but who do you love? <laughs> Tell me! <laughs> Well, you're emotionally distraught, contestant too. I'm not emotionally distraught. I'm strong. And but I don't like wicked, your attitude. Yes, you're nasty and vicious. I'm murderous. That's, <laughs> a, that's an attribute. <laughs> attribute. I'm gonna have to go with contestant number two. Again. <laughs>
Yay! It's me! Alright, Matt, guess who we were. You were Johanna Mason. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Who am I? I didn't say the accident, you know but... Are you, are you in the quarter quell? No? Yes. Are you, yes! Are you I'm party. Yeah, I am! <laughs> <laughs> She's my fave. <laughs> so, now we have to guess who Matt was. You didn't give us... Oh, are you gonna give us... The, okay. No, you have to ask me questions now. What is your favorite hobby? Well, I have really good aim, so I practice a lot when I'm throwing knives, and I'm actually, knives. I have really good precision, so that's my favorite hobby, you know, just practice that skill and get it nice and shape. Um, what district do you live in? I don't want to answer that question. Yeah, that's too much. No? Um, I don't know. Do you know how to swim? I do, I do. Um... I'm actually, I'm, I'm known to be a pretty strong swimmer, mm-hmm. but I'm not as fast as Finnick, so. So he's not Finnick. <laughs> Unless he has double personalities? No. Okay. Um, all right. I think I know who he is. I don't. Um, what? What? <laughs> Are you, what would you say is your most positive attribute? What's your I am very good looking. Very good looking. Would you do well in the Hunger Games? If you were in them? If I was in them? I think I would do pretty well. Yeah. Alright, I know who you are. Who would you kill if you... Oh, you can't use my questions again. Why can't I use your questions You already did. We used the hobbies one. Oh, you did. Say, who would you kill? I would kill the weakest link. Probably. Specifically. (laughs) So, specifically, uh, Effie Trinket over here. What? Johan Mason. You're, wait, what? <laughs> no, I was her. You can't be her. You're a guy. No, oh, that's that's right. kill. Oh, that's that's right. She is not a weakling. <laughs> I, and I, she's a victor. Like she's weak, just so a designer, everybody. okay? She's not even a designer. No, not even. I'm really pretty. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so can, I, can I guess? Do yeah. you have any? Yeah, no, I have no idea. You're Gail Hawthorne. No. What? And you're not Finnegan Dare? No. No. Oh, oh man! Oh, are you Katniss's dad? Because that would just be weird. No. That would be weird. No. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Sure. My sister and I both won our Hunger Games. And we, oh man! And we were both selected. Are you in you the third? Up. Are you in the third quell? Yes. Okay, you're um. I'm super attractive. Yeah, I know. My actor who portrays me had a singing career. No. Cat and shot shot me in the forehead with an arrow. I died Um, pretty quickly. My sister died um, by getting an axe buried into her chest. It's not. It's not. By you. Gloss. You're gloss. I want to say musket. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really strange. That'd be a cool name though. So Effie and gloss. Oh. Effie and gloss. That that would actually work. That would. Lovers. Alright, that was such a good Yet, yet I again, I lose. Again. Every time. You pick horrible characters. Oh, well, I pick I'm, interesting characters. No, that's, that's a good thing. Maybe, I just, good. Uh, maybe I'm just resentful towards you. Yeah, you <laughs> are. Everyone <laughs> hates Joanna. So, Capital Opera. Um, I actually chose a song this time because, um, you know, Valentine's Day show. That doesn't have to do with anything. No, I just, I didn't want you, you to pick, sure? like, a stupid songs. Not so all my songs are stupid? No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure it was a romantic song. Passionate. And not, like, a, like, a sad song or something. Because it's an upbeat episode. So, <laughs> so the song this week is absolutely, um, 
also known as The Story of a Girl um, by Nine Days. Oh, I know that song. Oh, you do? Oh, see? I knew it was you, your taste you, in music. You gave me the band. That's like 90s garage band rock. Everyone knows that song. It's a rainy day song. This yeah. is The Story of a Girl. Na, 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 na. So, let's oh. just take a listen. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she smiles. How many days in a year? She woke up with hope, but she only found tears. And I can be so insincere, making the promises never for real. As long as she stands there waiting, wearing the holes and the soles of her shoes. How many days disappear? You look in the mirror, so how do you? So this song kind of, um, since we're finally introduced to uh, Finnick, I thought it's a good time to bring in a song about kind of Finnick and Annie's love. Um, and I kind of think of this like Finnick singing it to Annie or about Annie. Um, kind of how she, I thought this talked about how she's kind of mad. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm mad. No, like crazy mad. Oh. Wait, well, it is. Because the song's about her like being depressed. Right. And, like, and then people, like, put up with it because something drawing them to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, cried a river and drowned the whole world. And yeah. And they were saying, so like, sad in photographs. Absolutely love her. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to finish. Okay, um, yeah, you basically took the whole chorus. But the song says something about, like, lovers. Like, why do we put up with this? And when mm-hmm. we all end up the same way. And, like, we deal with her. And we have to, like, watch what we say. And, like, mm-hmm. the words. And you have to kind of, like, dance around her and stuff like that. Yeah. And even though she's depressed or crazy or whatever she is, like, the guy still still loves her and still supports her and everything, no matter, like, what happens. Yeah. And I think that's really, um, really kind of represents, like, Finnick and Annie's relationship and yeah. how, you know, he does anything for her. I think it's a cool component that Suzanne Collins adds in there because it's, like, it's not, like, the, um central relationship in there the central mm-hmm. romance but it like still adds a little something to it and it's like it shows another way that a romance can happen yeah how it's more of a solid romance too it's not like they're ever like oh do i love you like they just are and it's kind of not related to the hunger games right i mean like it's got some ties to it but really like they they yeah i mean like with Peter and canis of course it's related to the hunger games because they were both in it but it just gives a different view like what if one of your like what if just like one part of the couple went away to the Hunger Games. So. I mean, they were both in the Hunger Games, but in different Hunger Games. Oh, crap. So. Oh, I mean, crap. no, I mean, your argument is still valid because they weren't together in the Hunger Games. Yeah. And they were romantically involved, well, kind of like before they even got to the Hunger Games. So yeah. your argument is still valid. Crap. Just a little bit. Crap, crap, damaged. crap. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's our Valentine's Day episode. Yay! So please email us with any comments about this episode or previous ones at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash nightlockpod. Subscribe us on iTunes. All those links are located on our website, as you know. Nightlockpodcast.com. I love you! <laughs> so please write us a review on iTunes, because we all know you love us so much, and it's a fantastic way to attract other Hungarians fans like yourself, so they too can enjoy listening to us. <laughs> Um, and if you'd like to subscribe to our email alerts when we make announcements or release new episodes, you can sign up in the sidebar of our website, nightclubpodcast.com. And you can get more snorts and laughs and everything. Matt has a crush on me. Google that. (laughs) And I encourage dating. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with that. All right. For next time, this has been episode 41. Signing out. Bye. Bye. I was two words. Oh, it's not going to be one of those episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, so um, speaking of awards and, you know, winning, (laughs) Ryan, (laughs) I'm cutting all that crap out. I'm cutting that out. (laughs) So you have awards and winning because that's what happens when you get an award at the. Well, you could be nominated for an award. And our last, <laughs> our last news story, um, number, f- <laughs> like I just said, it's the last one, I don't need to number them. So nothing can hide from Google, not even the sets of, no. <laughs> You're trying to get, like, really enthusiastic, you like, <laughs> but I, like, paused, I was like, not good time. No, wait. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you guys know what's coming now. <laughs> Alright. And kiss him again, savoring my surety of being with him. The end of that <laughs> paragraph. Or two, four, three. What? <laughs> Please cut that out. I'm Did you finish the gray? Okay. I finished the gray. She's a yeast kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> she likes her yeast. <laughs> she likes to grow that yeast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> likes to let it rise. Yeast is bacteria. <laughs> Yeah, yeast oh is what boy. makes bread grow. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing <laughs> wrong with rises. Wheat grows, yeah. yeast is a bacteria thing. Come on. No, let's eat corn. No, no you <laughs> Yeast is a bacteria. Okay, there's oh. really not E. coli bread. <laughs> we all oh die. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> we see Ebola in bread? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and fennec leaves. And then um, Peta's kind of getting informed from Katniss what they were talking about. Um, no, he doesn't. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, uh, a southern accent. You whip a snap us. That wasn't southern. Italian accent. Um, all right, that wasn't Italian. Italian accent. Southern accent. Stop being a southern accent. I don't. I watch too many southern shows. Nucleus. Now I'm equally yes. <laughs> it's it and um <laughs> it's it's a dog stump. Accusated. Uh one arm is a stump, um, and that's because of the <laughs> games. <laughs> He's got a stump! <laughs> Move on <laughs> and strong and she hugs Katniss. <laughs> she so what does I swear that, what and that she hugs Katniss. Why are you betraying me? <laughs> Stop freaking betraying me, I'm on your team. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bro? <laughs>
the greatest world's greatest freak guy. I always say world's. It's the half broken Try me, I'm on your team. Me and me and Jay's too. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. You sound like the Wicked Witch of the West. Hunger Games. Say nucleus. No. Nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go into genetics. Yeah, that's a good idea. Nucleus. It'd be funny if you were gonna go into speech pathology. <laughs> no, like funny. the funny part is, is like that's a major piece of genetics, and I See. can't even say it or spell it. I can spell it. You can't spell kind it. Of. I can spell nuclear. Seriously. You get like a, I can't help. You get like a southern accent when you're like, nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs>